One Percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percent Podcast. Hope you all are having an amazing week. And this week on the podcast, we have a super treat for you. One of those people that that just have so much positivity and enjoy and those people that you're around and you just you just want to be like them. That's who this guy is right here, Mr. Sam Collier. Sam is the host and creator of a greater story. It's a radio internet podcast that interviews celebrities, influencers throughout the world telling their story, their greater story which he also has a book coming out called The Greater Story, August 4th. It's launching. Sam is one of the most genuine, real people. And he talks about how he built his story and how you can create your greater story. It's not just for other people to do, but we all have that power within us. Sam has been through a ton of struggles in his past, in his childhood, but he has overcame them and created a greater story. Sam talks in depth on how he did his and how you can create your story every single day. One percenters, buckle up because here we go. You know that sound when you want a great night's sleep? Yeah, that's what you get from Chili Technology. Chili Pad and the Uller, literally the biggest game changer that I've ever used in my own life for sleep. I would not be promoting these guys if I didn't believe in them. Great people in the organization and just the product. Oh, my goodness. The deep sleep, the REM. I just wake up recharged, rejuvenated every single day because I sleep on the Uller, which cools my body temperature to exactly where I want to be at. And the ideal temperature is between 62 and 68 degrees. I like really cold, like 58 degrees. And that cold, sleeping in the cold, as we all know, gives you a better rejuvenation, regenerative sleep every single night. It's like plugging your iPhone in. Would you want to plug it in and wake up with the iPhone being 75%? No. Make it 100%. And that's what the Uller and Chili Pad bring to you. And for you listeners, for you one percenters, I have a huge big time discount code to check this out. The links will be in the show notes on how to do that. If you want to sleep better, if you really want to have great sleep, which we all do, this is the answer. <laughs> Sam. You're one of the few people in life that whenever I'm around or talk to, you just light up the room. It's just like that's that's your aura, that's who you are. Have you always have you always had this positive mindset, just this ability to just bring the best out of people? Like the time that we met a couple months ago, like I came away thinking, like, this this dude's my best friend. <laughs> well, I think we are best friends. Let me go ahead and say that now. <laughs> Um, but man, you know, I've always been, you know, as I've always been a happy guy. I, um, even from the day, like I can remember my, my if you see my baby pictures, I'm just smiling. It's like, (laughs) you know, big smile, everything. But you know, over the years you experience life and there was a period that I walked through, um, in which I really, you know, I was the one that believed, you know, why can't we all just get along? I just thought that everyone had good in them, which I still think. But I just thought nobody did anything wrong. Nobody was sinister. Nobody would do you wrong on purpose. Nobody. And and I learned the hard way that there's another side to life. And so then I I, I kept being happy, but I switched from that to now I got to create this other guy in me that protects me from the dark side of the world. And so I went all the way left. 
Um, and I think where I've ended up now over the years is, you know, accepting a complex view of the world and making a conscious decision to love people and to bring life uh, to them when they're in my presence, just as, as much as I can, man, because the world we live in is so dark. And on the personality test, most people think I'm an extrovert, um, which I'm about 70%. My wife is 100%, which you met, <laughs> which you've seen her. <laughs> you've seen her, yeah. I love it. She is. You know, so that's the definition of an extrovert. But I'm actually 70% extrovert and 30% introvert. So, which means that I, I don't get energy from being around people. So the energy that I bring, I um, it, it's a it's a choice. I want people to be happy, and I like people. So, I love it. And and how do you make people just feel so comfortable in their own skin? Like I love that mindset of you want to make others happy, but there it hasn't always been a easy upbringing for yourself. And a lot of people will go through challenges in their lives and they let it define them, like where they're from or who their parents were and what that might be. And it's so hard to shed that. How have you found that you were able to shed your, your challenges, your difficulties and, and pivot this mindset of where you are just exuberating light constantly? <laughs> Man, you know, I, um, I, I love the saying that that simply says you can't control the cards you've been dealt, Ooh. but you can control how you play the hand. Nice. And I think for me, that was that, that, that phrase has governed so much of my life. It's put it really into, you know, context in a very simplistic, but also revelatory way, revelatory way that, you know, none of us can control the life we've been dealt. We can't control other people. We can't control the pain that we uh, have been that, that's been caused upon us or, or put upon us. We can't control life circumstances. We can't control how much money we have. I mean, we, we do have some some to do with how much money we have, but you know, the family we have, the hardships we had when we were younger. But we can control how we react to those and how we play the hand we've been dealt. And I found that some of the most successful people are not the ones that have uh, never experienced challenge, but it's the ones that have decided to react to challenge with courage, fortitude, and a sense of, you know, I'm not going to accept mediocrity or the darkness that has come upon me. I'm going to choose to walk in the light. And I don't want to get super religious on you, but I just believe you walk in the light. The light follows you. You know, God will meet you uh, when you draw near to him and he's in the light. So that's beautiful. That is, and I believe the same thing, man. It, it, God has a plan for us. We're we're given these cards that we're dealt, but it's not the cards; it's how we play them and how we view them and the perspective that we see them from. And leading into that is is what you've been able to create through this positive mindset, through this creating your own story, creating a greater story. And how, how did you go about? Okay, you have this passion, you have this dream. Now, how did you make it a reality? That's because there's a there, a lot of us will have dreams and things we want to do and things we we think we know we can do, but then it's a completely different story of actually living out your passion. Yeah, man. I think um, as I think about you know this just this idea of you know uh, uh, bringing to reality the dreams that are with you know that are within you, the goals that you have. Um, you know, I, I, not to get again super deep, but get deep, baby. I think get as deep is, as you okay. want. <laughs> okay, I think this is relevant to the conversation. 
our theology, meaning our belief about God, determines ultimately what our life becomes mm. and ultimately the decisions that we make in life. If I go a little bit deeper, I go, so goes your belief about God, so goes how you move in the world. In other words, um, if you believe that God is a God that will do everything for you, then you do nothing. And then when something, when things don't happen, you'll be mad at God. <laughs> if yeah. you believe that God doesn't do anything, then you'll work so much in a direction that maybe he doesn't want you to go and he'll cut you off. So if, if so I think for me, honestly, my, I learned that my theology, my thought about God was dictating whether or not I failed or succeeded in life. Because for, for a while, I thought it was just me. I was just yeah. like, well, you know what? Maybe I don't have, you know, the skills or maybe I'm not working hard enough. Maybe I'm not doing this. Maybe I'm not doing that. Maybe I don't have the right connections. Maybe I don't have the right mentors, so on and so forth. But what I realized is that, and all of those things may have been true, but at the core of it, what I realized is that, no, I view God the wrong way. And so for I, I found myself, you know, honestly waiting when I should have been moving, sometimes moving when I should have been waiting. And so within that, once I got the understanding that this is a conversation with God in a dance with God in life. And there will be moments where I have to do a lot of work and then he'll meet me at the work. And then there are moments when I'll do all I can. And he'll say to me, all right, it's time to stop. Now let me step in and do what you cannot do. Once I understood that dance and that rhythm, everything in life started to make sense. Oh, that is beautiful. Painting the picture of a beautiful rhythm, a conversation and a dance with God. Like I, I'm completely on the same path as you. That's the same thing I battle with, feeling like you have to just outwork, outwork, do all yourself, and then not not let God do anything. But when in those times of you're just like doing way too much, it never comes, then it does come. And it's just finding that rhythm and and having that belief that God has the biggest, the the, the great plan for us all. And it's just being able to live in that piece of it might not come when we want it to come, but his his plan is going to come if we believe that it will at some point at a point better, better than we can even imagine. So let's love it. Beautiful, man. Let's talk about your book coming out on August 4th. Pre-sale right now on Amazon. August 4th, the same day Pivot and Go comes out. It's like we're a match made in heaven here. Let's talk about it. A greater story, my rescue, your purpose, and our place in God's plan. Just give the readers a little, you know, the little nuggets like, okay, I'm going to Amazon right now, and I'm buying this bad boy. Man, you know, um, without saying too much, we're letting the cat out of the bag. I was on the Steve Harvey show six years ago, and something unbelievable happened. And if you want to know, you can go to my Instagram, you can go to agreaterstory.org, and it'll tell you a little bit more about the journey. In other words, they kind of brought us up there uh, because um, yeah, I was adopted when I was two months. Um, and so for 25 years, um, just continued through life. And one day my dad says, hey, I think you need to go and find your biological family. And we were like, what? So he had my sister write into the show 
Um, and a year went by and they called us. I won't tell you what happened next. <laughs> um, because it got a little crazy, a little wild. And so maybe we met them, maybe we didn't. It's in the book. Um, <laughs> Teaser. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's in the book. Um, but that the story is the journey before that um, from extreme poverty up until that moment and everything I'm doing now with the national television platform we have and, and the podcast and the radio and the preaching and the teaching and all of these churches and mega churches and even corporate entities around the, the, the world. My sister becoming an industrial engineer. So really just defying the odds that we were born into and God's weaving and intervention throughout our story. It talks about that journey of even though we our, our life started out as a mess, God made a miracle out of it. And so the story and the book is one telling my story, but also I take about half of the book and help people understand how to unpack their story in such a way that they could, are able to connect theirs to God's so that it can lead to something greater in their life. So I, I didn't just want to write, you know, uh, what they call a biography. I didn't just want to do a, my, just uh, read about me. I wanted to use my story as a leverage point to go, all right, now here's how your story can come, to, can come alive in a greater way. So as people get the book and they read the book, I think they'll be amazed at what God did in our life because the odds were crazy. Um, but then I also think that as they're reading along, they, they will read stories and they will read principles that will help them get unstuck mm. from wherever they are so that they can be catapulted into the destiny uh, that God has for them. So that the book's called A Greater Story. When your story connects to God's story, it leads to a greater story. So it talks about you know our purpose and, and um, our plan and, and our place in his plan. So hey, I just I just ordered three times during that talk right there. You got me juiced up, Sam. <laughs> Love it. Defying the odds we were born into, the bigger picture, getting unstuck. You know what? I would. I want to speak into existence right now on August 4th when it comes out. It's a number one New York Times bestseller, and number two is Pivot and Go. Number two is Pivot and Go. I'm putting, I'm putting you above, man. I want to read it more than I want to read my own book. Dude, no, look, beautiful. I'm going to speak yours into existence too, baby. I, when, when it comes, I'm pushing yours at the same time. So Love it. Dude, you're the man. Well, let's talk about the the bigger picture in our own lives, the radio show, the TV show. What is the purpose that – and you have amazing guests on. I'm super blessed to be on your show. I'm like way down on the totem pole of the guests that you've had on that. But and, and even during quarantine time, which was probably my favorite thing that I've seen so far, you and your wife put together a the, the, uh, the best date night or the, the night in <laughs> instead of the night out. I mean, talk about the the overall, the TV, the radio show, the message of of the the date night and everything. Like, what is what is that that bringing to people's lives? What is that purpose? Why should everybody check it out and adopt it? I mean, obviously, listening to you right now, everybody should be listening to everything that you say. But give me the breakdown on the the TV and the radio, man. For sure, um, I you know I when I first started telling this story. Um, that we've written in this book, um, I would tell it at churches and I would tell it even at corporate entities. So it was interesting uh, that we would uh, ride the line. You know, it's interesting because God is such a part of such a major part of our story. And so I was worried 
about uh, speaking it in corporate spaces, you know, mainstream spaces where there are multiple religions and uh, some, some that affiliate with uh, no religion. But what I, what I discovered is that most people are okay with God. They just struggle with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, most people are like, oh, yeah, I believe in God. Now, Jesus, you know, um, while I am a Christian, you know, um, I, they, they, they allowed me to walk in and talk about my connection with God, so on and so forth. And so it was really much more it was surprising to me because I thought I was going to get more pushback. But I discovered that most people are okay with God. They just have a hard time trying to figure out Jesus, but but so but this story did origin originate um, in a from a Christian perspective, um, and then when we started doing these, telling this story and traveling all around, um, that's what really made us want to write the book because people were responding to it in such a way. And the tagline for the talk that we were giving, that I was giving, was when your story connects to God's story, it leads to a greater story, and people were grabbing a hold to it. And so, really, honestly, if I'm being honest, my thought was, okay, what's some alternative ways? that as we are writing the book and telling the story that we can get this message out and it became, well, why don't we start interviewing other people that are actually living in the greater story that we talk about that God has available for all of us, but we interview them from the perspective of how did you get to where you are? And you know, David, we just had you on, right? You being uh, one of the greatest life coaches in the world, um, (laughs) coaching some of the largest stars in the NBA. um, We want to, you know, what I felt is, you know, there there are not too many opportunities that people get to ask people like yourself or Andy Stanley or Lecrae or or Pastor Michael Todd. Devon Franklin, whoever, these people that sit at the top of these industries, specifically through the faith lens, you don't get to ask them, wait a minute, take us back to little David Nurse and help us understand, you know, how did you get here? What, and, and, you know, we know where you are, we know what you're doing now, but what about when you were 25 and everything didn't work out? And what about when you were 21 and you were still trying to figure out who you are? And what about when you were 16? and, And what I found is, as we take people back in their lives and they explain those things, people that are listening uh, identify themselves in that story. And they say, wait a minute, if David did this here, maybe that's what I should do. If, if Priscilla Shire did this here, maybe that's what I, you know, Devon, that maybe that's what I should do. And in me doing that, you know, it'll unlock. And so we've had a lot of people just say, man, Listening to the show, it really has unlocked some th- things that I was trying to think about, you know, and, and trying to unpack for myself. I, it really has helped me make some better decisions. Never did I know um, that the podcast was going to go on so long t- before the book because we just went through some different things with the book. So we just kept doing the podcast and it turned into a TV show. And now it's in million, millions and millions of homes all around the, uh, the country. Um, and, you know, a new relationship with Hillsong TV that uh, was supposed to be was supposed to start by now. But COVID-19 jumped in, <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this. Um, it might be COVID might be, you know, two months you know past. Uh, but right now it's like the end of April, early May. And we're kind of in the thick of COVID trying to come out of it. Um, but but when this is over, we will pursue um, that. So it'll be even that much more international. But the podcast hits like 30 countries um, every time we put it out. So that's that's kind of the story of the show, man. We interview people that people love and respect about how they got to where they are in hopes that as they unpack their journey, it'll help you connect the dots of yours. 
Sam, that is gold. And I want to break it down here is you're talking about these these people that come on and, and success leaves clues. Like we, we can look at these people that have gone through these times and everybody's gone through a challenging time in their life or an obstacle they've had to overcome. And we can literally see from your stories you're telling a greater story is how they did so and how we can use it in our own lives. And I like to tell people that comparison is a good thing. I mean, not the Instagram comparing and getting all worried about the likes you get or your friends get, but compare yourself to people that you want to be like and then learn and study from them, even try to make them your mentors. But if they can do it, you can do it. I tell everybody that. I'm from the middle of nowhere cornfields of Iowa. If I can do what I'm doing, so can you. Absolutely. And one thing one thing that really stood out about me, about you to me when, when we were in person is the genuine interest that you took. You just met me that day, but the genuine interest, you were just so captivated and listening to my every word. And as good as you are at speaking and, and you, and obviously people are listening that knowing that you are getting your word out there, it's about how well you listen is what makes you so so effective and so productive. And it's just, just how you are, your, your mindset and your personal growth. So being selfish, I need to steal some of these personal growth tactics and tricks from you. Is there anything in your daily routine or your life uh, that you, that you, your non-negotiables, things that you do that you know that are going to help you improve 1% daily? One percenters, big time news. We have revamped the online courses at davidnurse.com. This is your chance to become part of the one percenter family. We have courses on building your golden 15, which we are our relationships. We are not networking, not the cheesy terms and dirty terms of the LinkedIn networking, but you are your genuine relationship that you build. And I show you how I've built an ultimate power relationship, genuine friendships where I know I can turn to anybody I need at any time. I'll show you exactly how to do that, how to pivot your passion to find out what you want to do and attack it so you can actually live the life you want to live. Not just hustling to make money, not just doing something you love, but put those together, pivoting your passion. And also I'll talk about wellness, the top five tips of how to have the best nutrition like an NBA player, the best sleep like an NBA player, and train and get the body of your dreams. Those are all on the online courses at davidnurse.com and being part of the One Percenter family. Wow. I mean, I think let me let me speak into what you just said and then let me jump into the one percent. I think, you know, when you talk about me being, you know, in tune with you and listening, honestly, man, and this is a growth hack, I think. I try not to talk to people or interview people that I don't like. (laughs) That's so good though, man. It's so true. Or that I don't admire, you know, like because you can spend your life wasting time on people that won't help you get anywhere. And for years, and when I say won't help you, I don't mean them actually doing something for you. I mean, their, their presence in your life, their mentality in your life, their, you know, every, their energy in your life just continues to pull away. They're not adding anything. And you know, one of the things I realized early on when I, I had a bunch of failures in the music industry before I got to ministry, and before I got to like public speaking and, all, and being an author, a ton of failures. And I learned a ton from the music industry. Thought I was going to be Usher at one time, the Christian version. <laughs> I did. I love it. Um, but I mean, I played six instruments by 10th grade. So it was like, this is what I thought I was going to be. Um, and I ran into some walls. 
And one of the biggest lessons that I learned that changed me forever is never follow someone that hasn't been where you're trying to go. Because people will tell you that they know how to do something and they can, every, here's, everybody has an opinion about what you should do to get to success. But very rarely, especially do we ask the question, but, but have you ever done it? And what you find out, right, that what you discover is that, can I just use you as an example? What you just, everybody has, an, you know, here's how you shoot a three, right? Every dad in America has <laughs> tips on, <laughs> here's how you shoot a three-pointer. Now you got to get your rotation. You got to do, it's like, but wait, 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 have you mastered the three-pointer? Because it's one thing to say, look at Michael Jordan's form and take notes and do, co- but it's another thing to say, no, I broke the Guinness book of world records record on three here's how you shoot a three point you know what I'm <laughs> and so and, and what you find is that you know you the, the conversation is so different with people that have actually accomplished it than it is that people that are making up usually people that have done something or done what you're trying to do are more humble than the people that haven't because because they haven't done it they're trying to make it seem like they know what they're talking about but the people that have are just like, no, here's what you do. No, don't do that. Don't you're wasting time on this. Work on this and you'll be fine. You'd be like, now, wait a minute. It, I, I just read all these books and I did this. And I did, it's like, yeah, they've never done it before. <laughs> so for me, you know, I try to just spend time with people, one that have been where I want to go, with people that I also admire and like. And so because, and, and also even with our show, I get requests all the time. This is no knock on anybody because sometimes we can't make shows happen just for marketing reasons or just for scheduling reasons. But there are some people that want to be on the show that I go, I can't have you on the show. Doesn't matter how big you are. I I don't like what you're doing. What you're doing, I don't admire. So that means that when I have you, it's going to be a horrible interview because I'm not (laughs) fascinated. But somebody like yourself, um, when your PR hit me, which I love because we, I was coming to California to do something else. I don't even know if you do that. And she was like, listen, you got to interview David. I was like, well, who's David? What does he do? And I was like, whoa, I need to interview him immediately. And so I was genuinely fascinated with what you did because I admired what you did. And so um, when, and then can I give another one? Another one is this, and this is in reference to you. Um, I try to, and th- this took me, I don't want to say it was super hard, but it was, but it took me a while to even develop him. I try to recognize the greatness that's in front of me. And it's not about, you know, blowing smoke or, you know, making somebody just feel, you know, oh, you so, you know, no, no, no. It really is about going, man, like the person that's in front of me is amazing at what they do. And that means that there is gold here that I cannot miss. But I had mentors that told me early on, and they, and they really helped train me in this. They said, listen, Sam, when you're, when you're with people that have accomplished some amazing things, like a Guinness book, you know, a world record, or work with some of the largest stars in the world. I'm using you as an example, one, because your audience, I think, knows and they can resonate. When, you, when you're there, like, understand the moment that you're in. And, and, and here's what I would say. Um, obviously there are moments where you need to fan, right? I met Will Smith. I don't ever fan over people ever. Um, because, because of what I'm getting ready to say. And, but there are moments and I've only done this once. And it's when I went, I met Will Smith and I traded, you know, what I'm getting ready to tell you. I said, no, I'm just going to fan. 
Will, I love you. Give me a hug. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That's Will Smith, baby. Come on. My childhood dream. But besides Will Smith, I mean, honestly, and I'm around a lot of celebrities all the time. My mentors would tell me, don't get all crazy and, and, and miss out on this opportunity, right? Like you may only be around Denzel Washington one time. You may only be around this person one time. Don't waste your time fanning. Waste your time pulling from the well that's there. Because it, once you accomplish greatness, there, and I've been in the presence of so there, there, there could be one sentence that one incredible um, uh, world record breaker or celebrity or whoever says that changes your life forever. I'll give you one. Kenny Leon. Um, I did a couple of shows when I used to, I told you used to be an artist, but Kenny Leon uh, was the one that directed Raising uh, in the Sun on Broadway. He also did the Tupac uh, uh, Broadway show. He's done so many. I mean, Denzel, he did Raising in the Sun with Denzel. And so, I mean, it was just, but incredible director. And I was able to write like the theme song for one of the documentaries they did on him. And I, I, and honest, and I don't even know if this is over video or in person, but he said to a room full of us, it was maybe about 10 of us. He said, your belief, cause somebody asked, you know, tell me about greatness. He said, your belief in yourself must be so strong that it trumps everyone else's collective disbelief. That's good, man. That's bringing the fire right there, Sam. I love that. He like that. I listen to me. I heard him say it once. And this was like 10 years ago. And I remember it. Your belief in yourself must be so strong that it trumps everyone else's collective disbelief. What a picture. Man. And what that taught me, I mean, this is somebody that's been at the highest level of, of the arts. He's accomplished. He's got Tony Awards. And, and him saying that, I held on to it. And, and what it meant to me was, I got to raise my level of belief in myself hmm. if I'm going to ever accomplish anything. Great. It made me check the barometer on my belief. Where, you know, do, does my belief trump everyone else's collective disbelief? Or... Or does everyone else's disbelief, you know, make me doubt my own belief? And it, and it just took me around this journey anyway. So those are just some of the keys, man. Um, I could keep going for like ever because <laughs> I had so many great mentors, man. Oh, hey, what, what's the rest of your day looking like? Can you clear out your whole schedule and we'll just go for a marathon eight hour talk? Dude, I would I would love it. I'm over here. If you can see this, I'm over here taking notes after notes after notes on this. You are just giving out gold, man. I got I would talk to you all day, man. I'm just glad we're friends because you, I mean, you really have accomplished some great things. And I hope the people listening understand where the knowledge is coming from because it's so easy for us to, to miss out on the gold that's in front of us. Oh, it's just a podcast. No, this isn't just a podcast. And I'm not going to smoke a day. I'm, I want to help anyone listening. This is someone that has done some great things in life that can help you continue to do that. No matter what industry you're in, greatness doesn't have, you know, it's not tied to an industry, right? Greatness is greatness. And it's usually the same principles to help you get in any specific arena. But I just want, I just want people to hear it and not miss from week to week as they listen to you, that you're coming from a place of a ton of hard work, a ton of hardship, 
And out of that place is gold, but it took you years, right? And and so much pain to get to you know to get that knowledge. So <laughs> preach it, baby. I love it. Sam, I gotta I gotta pump you up here real quick. And this is complete honest truth right here. I have so I have daily affirmations every morning that I'll look at. It'll basically like speaking into existence who I am, who I wanna be, the person I wanna be, following God, being the best husband to my wife. And I do have one. Since the day we met, it says, says Sam Collier mindset. I'm not even joking. It means what it means is that person that, you know, when you're around in the room, it's just like the energy just juices, the positive energy just flows. So thank you for your affirmations and me right there. But I literally look at one and I see your name every day. I don't know if that's a scary thing for you to think about right there or not, but dude, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And your points, I mean, it's so good. Don't follow. Don't follow people who haven't been there. A lot of us will just get in this habit of just listening to whatever our parents say, and they might have the greatest intentions for us. But if, and I'm sure my mom's listening, but if she was going to try to teach me how to run a business, I probably wouldn't listen to her on it. But other things, you got to pick and choose. So good. Say so I might have you on all day long, but for your time, respect to your time, I'll throw you on the rapid fire hot seat right now as we wind down. Rapid fire means whatever comes to your mind, throw it out there. It can be one-word answers, long answers. And this is this one's going to be interesting because you have been giving gold on mindset quotes. But you have to choose. What is your favorite mindset quote of all time? Something you plaster on your fridge. Plaster on my fridge. Um, that greatness is available for all of us. Yes. And greatness is inside of all of us. Nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, but we have to choose it. We have to choose it. Have to choose it. Yep, your your superhero power of choice. I love it. What is your definition of leaving a legacy? Not necessarily the world's or putting your accomplishments on a billboard, but what is leaving a legacy to Sam Collier? I think leaving a legacy. I think the only way you live forever is by depositing yourself in other people. Mm. Um, and so I think a large part of that is, you know, how many people have I impacted and truly empowered? But I think beyond that, for me, truly, my goal every day is to die with everything out of me, if that makes sense. I don't want to die with anything in me that was supposed to come out. Books, businesses, songs, podcasts, TV shows. I want everything out of me. That's beautiful, man. I've never heard it said that way. I'm absolutely stealing that. Steal it. It is. That's that's that. I stole it from TD Jakes. He said the wealthiest place in America is the graveyard. Wow. wow. Because so many people <laughs> die with things on the inside of them. I already know my next week of Instagram story posts. I'm going to have a quote from you every single day in there. It's great. <laughs> All right. Can you if, if you had if you could follow two people or. Just, just two people you could spend the day with and just learn from. And we've been talking about mentors and making, finding people in your field to make your mentor and the Will Smith. But if you had two people that you could really follow and learn from, who would they be? Wow. How, how many days do I have? This is just a day. This is one day just to eat up everything, everything they say. They could say that one sentence that you're looking for. Could be someone you admire. Could be someone just way off the wall. Man, it, it would be, I mean, if Martin Luther King Jr. was alive, it'd be him. Yep. Beautiful. 
And it'd be Will Smith. There it is. <laughs> nice. And I'm just going to slip myself in there, too. So the third person, that's why I only said two. Slip it in. Come I'll on. I'll be I, your I third. Would you come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> Love it. Sam, how can we all follow you, know everything that you're doing, basically stalk Sam Collier and get everything that you're putting out there in this world? Man, you know, on, on every platform, it's just Sam Collier, um, at Sam Collier, pretty much on every social media, uh, Sam Collier TV. Just Google Sam Collier. I think all the stuff will come up. But the biggest thing I want to leave people with is the pre-order for the book. Yep. Go www.a greaterstory.org so a greaterstory.org and listen pre-order the book but we had two-time grammy nominated um hip-hop artist the truth write a song about my story it's crazy it's wild and if you pre-order the book you get the song for free and you get the audio book for free so i would love to get that to you and um i'd love to be a part of your story uh, that's awesome. And that is really important. Go to a greaterstory.org. This is uh, it's going to be an absolutely unbelievable book. I can't wait till mine comes in. And, and, and the importance of going to that website compared to Amazon. Amazon's the easy thing to do, but Amazon takes way too much. Amazon's the empire. Go to that website, everyone out there. Sam, is there any foundations or charities or anything that you support that we can stand behind as well and the listeners can can support? We're big on pouring into others in this 1% podcast. Is there anything you support? Yeah, man. I am uh, the King Center, the King Center in on Auburn Avenue, ML Martin Luther King Jr. Center in Atlanta. They do so much to help uh rid the the world of violence in our world. And that's just not physical violence, but also emotional. Um they help the, with the with the race, the racial climate in America and helping us all become unified. And then obviously World Vision and mm-hmm. Compassion International. Those three organizations are probably probably the organizations I support the most. Love it. And before we let you off, the 1% podcast, the Rapid Fire Hot Seat, the question we ask everyone is, what does being a one percenter mean to you? You have the shirts. You have it. You are a one percenter, but what does it mean to you? <laughs> For me, it, it means living like no one else so that you can live like no one else. I don't know if I said that right, but I think you understand what I mean. Yeah. Daring to be different. Yes. That's what I think it means. Sam, you're amazing. Seriously. Like, I would love to talk to you all day long. I'm so blessed for your friendship and the, just the light you are to so many people out there. We will be pumping this out, trying to get you all over the place because this world needs to hear from you. Pouring into others, pouring into yourself daily, 1%, so you can pour into others. Sam Collier, thank you so much for being on this 1% podcast, my man. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the 1% podcast. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. 
If you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star of course if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone. You can and you will make a difference. Thank you.